You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Spent a lot of time talking basketball. Tim Legler from the Mothership. He had some really interesting things to say about Ben Simmons and also the Lakers and LeBron. You can go to uh, danpatrick.com. If you missed any of our interviews, you can also sign up for the newsletter. Make sure you do that. Because if you want to be in the bracket challenge, the celebrity bracket challenge, you have to be enrolled in uh, the the show that comes out with the email every day, uh, usually around five o'clock uh, every day. The backroom guys do a great job in recapping the show, but uh, you can also get details on deals that we have with our clothes. Uh, there's a T-shirt deal going on right now. What we're doing is uh, it's a clearance sales, they like to say. Clearing out inventory at danpatrick.com. Buy any St. Patrick's Day T-shirt. Get a mystery T-shirt for just $10. And as Seton said with a devilish grin, who knows, you might just get one of our more controversial T-shirts there. If you follow the show, then you know what those, <laughs> you know what those shirts are. Because we've been told by some people you can't sell that T-shirt any longer. Uh, at least publicly, we can't do that. But go to danpatrick.com, and we'll take care of all of your needs there. Every need you have, it's, it's available right there at danpatrick.com. Yes, Paul? If a certain athlete retires from a certain team in a certain city, does he still have the rights to a phrase around that city and that team? Because he's no longer number 12. His name is still Tom. Mm. But something Bay, which we invented completely, yeah. I think reverts back to us. I would have thought that Tom would have given us a hall pass because we came up with Tampa Bay before he did. A couple of days before he did. And and we did better at marketing and our T-shirts look better. But maybe, well, no, I, he owns the trademark at Tampa Bay. I think so. Yeah, and he's only there for a stinking year. I know. <laughs> Two years. I know. I know. What if he joins the Niners? Let's see. Is there a phrase that we can come up with? Man Francisco. <laughs> Whoa. <Ew. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like the Buccaneers are closing the door on that. Like, no, Tom, you might not have made up your mind completely. We have, and we're not going to trade you there. NFL Combine on-field drills today. Oh, Cornerbacks, running backs, wide receivers take part in measurements and athletic testing Combine puts a lot of pressure on the prospects. Bad day could cost you millions. Last year, top five pick earned close to $20 million at, you know, with that signing bonus. If you fall in the draft, the money falls. Uh, Devontae Smith, 10th pick overall. He earned a bonus of around $12 million. That's a big difference in salary. So it makes a lot of sense that players have opted out of events at the Combine. And most notably is the Ole Miss quarterback, uh, Matt Corral. He injured his ankle in Ole Miss final game, a bowl game, and hasn't fully recovered. He's not going to participate. But you go through the drills, you're not 100%. That costs you money. And with the pro day still an option, it makes more sense to wait. And usually, you know, your bigger names are going to do that. I'm not going to throw at the combine if I'm a quarterback. But here is the question that we have. Paulie has a bet with one of our listeners. And Paulie says that there will be a quarterback selected in the first 13 picks, the over-under was 13 and a half, and Paulie is taking the under. The QB bet. All right, you want to go down the list here. Well, here's my rationale. Okay. If you go back a couple years ago, I think it was 2019 draft. I just went back and looked at all the mock drafts. No mock draft had Daniel Jones. He's from uh, Duke, right? Yeah. Nobody had him in the top 15. 
within a week before the draft, there was mock drafts that did not have him in the top 15. Didn't he go like four or five to the Giants? Seven uh, maybe or something? Five, maybe. Yeah. But he's a top 10 pick. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Trubisky flew up. Yeah. Car- uh, remember Christian Ponder back in the day? Yeah, but those were all mistakes that teams made. I'm, I'm counting on that happening oh, again. Oh, so you think somebody's going to be stupid again. Okay. Because if, if, you, if you look at that, each year it feels like there's a quarterback that nobody thought was going to be drafted that high. Go back to Baker Mayfield the year before he had his breakout year. Nobody knew about him. Kyler Murray. Nobody knew about him. Cam Newton was at a junior college. Although we knew about him. You know, Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. There's always a quarterback. Jared Goff. I don't know if there's a quarterback, if Malik Willis of Liberty is going to be that guy. Or it's Kenny Pickett. Those guys get into the top 10? Top 13 for Paulie's sake? Yes, Seaton. It's interesting, too, because the, the like analysts' mock drafts are all over the place yeah. on this. Daniel Jeremiah doesn't have any going in the top 13. Mm. Uh, but then I saw another analyst that has three quarterbacks going in the top 13. What? So it's, it's crazy. They're, they're all over. But Kenny Pickett seems to be the universal first quarterback going, although I have seen uh, Malik Willis, too. Yeah, okay. All right, Paulie, you want to run down the uh, draft order here and see where... A quarterback might be selected. Jacksonville is the number one pick. Detroit has the number two pick. Jared Goff is on the last year of his contract. They can easily afford to move on from him and get a quarterback. Is that too high? Yes. Can they trade down? Sure. Houston Texans. See, here's the problem, though. If you look at some of these players, I don't know if there's a consensus number one overall pick. And I think you've got guys that you're not quite sure. Like Stingley, Derek Stingley, I thought was going to be a great player. And he was great his freshman year, and then the last two years he hasn't been. Uh, Hamilton at Notre Dame, that big free safety. I, he feels like Kyle Hamilton feels like he's coming in and he's going to make an impact. A lot of defensive guys. I mean, it's not an exciting draft. But, okay, so Detroit, maybe they trade down, but then somebody's got to want to trade up. And, and are, you, are you willing to trade up to get somebody? And, and is that... Like, who is that person? Houston has the number three pick. Some are, if you read some articles, they like Davis Webb, Davis Mills, Davis, Mills. Davis Taylor. Yeah, Davis Rivers. Mills. Um, they like him. Jets are set at quarterback. Giants appear to be going another year with Daniel Jones. They have the fifth, fifth pick of the draft. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers are at six. Yeah. They passed on a quarterback is last Is this year. what you're banking on? You're banking on Carolina? Uh, yeah, that that's the first one I would, okay. I would assume. All right. So Carolina. Who do they, they have one more year of... Sam Darnold. <laughs> well, I think their contract was. I think they're kind of stuck with him too, aren't they? Yeah. One more year. Then you have the Bears. Or that goes to the Giants. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. So the Giants still don't need somebody there. Atlanta. Does Atlanta draft Matt Ryan's successor? Remember, we had this debate last year when they took Kyle Pitts. And, yeah. And they're usually not a top five pick team, and they went with Kyle Pitts over replacing Matt Ryan. Yeah. Denver. Denver needs a quarterback. They passed last year. They took Patrick Sertain. Seattle is 10. Washington is 11. Dun, dun, dun. Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, Mel Kuyper has uh, Washington taking um, Kenny Pickett. Ooh. My man, Mel. Okay. That's your guy. <laughs> that's, that's what Paulie is... Cleveland is in there. Minnesota is in there. Unless there's some trades in there. I just don't know who you're going up to get. 
because, you know, you have to, it doesn't matter who you're going up to get. You have to still give up what is required to move up. You know, that formula to move up in the draft. How many, you know, picks do I have to give up to get up to number two or number three, number four? Yeah, Pauline. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles, they have 15, 16. A lot of mixed feelings of whether they're set at quarterback. Set-ish? Jay, I, I would give Jalen Hurts another year. Young, inexpensive, uh, you know, had the disappointing playoff game against the Buccaneers. You have three first-round picks. I'd like to see if you kind of fill some other needs there with the Eagles. Mike Tannenbaum, who's the uh, former GM, he was on the mothership, and he said uh, they should definitely move on. They're not set at quarterback. Yes, he but right, there's no in this draft. There's no surefire upgrade. No, for them, right? Yeah. Paulie has a wild card. Here's team. my. Can you want to play? Guess my wild okay. card team. Guess my wild card team. The team that's outside the top thirteen that should and will trade up to get a quarterback if they fall. Kind of like what the Chiefs did a few years ago with Mahomes. Are they at number twenty? No, but you're close. Are they at number eighteen? They are at number eighteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. What if they traded up seven spots with a, a Denver or someone like that? But who do they want? They have th- their well, man. Their quarterback situation's wonky. I know, but they're they're paying Taysom Hill. I don't know if they if they're going to pay him to be a quarterback. Do you want Jameis Winston? Yes, he. Daniel Jeremiah has. He doesn't have the Saints trading up. For Kenny Pickett, but he does have them drafting Kenny Pickett at 18. Mm, that's not going to help Paulie. Yes, Fritzy. Bucky Brooks of NFL.com has Matt Corral going 18 to the Saints, but to help Paulie out, number six Panthers grabbing Kenny Pickett in the sixth spot. Ooh. See, I always love when we have a bet going into the draft because it makes it far more interesting to watch the first round of the draft. 13 and a half was the over-under, and Paulie is banking on somebody Drafting a quarterback in the first 13 picks. Yeah, Paul. Minnesota has, there's mixed reports whether they want to move on at the quarterback position, which could be kind of costly, but they did get Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he is. Yeah. But that, that's a team they think won't, won't draft a quarterback. Uh, you know, given what Mike Zimmer thought of uh, Kirk D. Cousins, that uh, feels like if Mike Zimmer would still be the coach in Minnesota, Kirk D. Cousins wouldn't be his quarterback. Because he basically was saying to people, uh, out loud that Kirk doesn't have winning plays. No. He does have good stats. He doesn't have winning plays. Yes, he... uh, early results on the poll question. Yes. If you had a top 13 pick in this year's NFL draft, are you taking a quarterback? 77% said no. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only need one team to I know. be crazy. I know. <laughs> I'm going to bank on these GMs. And every year there's always one of those GMs and you're like, what are you thinking? <laughs> it's like the Bears. We're going to trade up. Oh, my God. Who are they trading up to draft? Mitchell Trubisky. That was... No, no, no. Who really are you guys? Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, Paul. McLovin and I went to that draft. It was in Philly. And we were sitting with a group of Bears fans. There was like pockets of fans in this like uh, area at the draft. And when they announced the dr- draft trade up for that spot, they all start going, oh, Deshaun Watson. They were screaming yeah. Deshaun Watson. All the Bears fans at the draft and other places <laughs> thought they were getting Deshaun Watson with the trade-up. Uh, a couple of phone calls here. We're going to check in with uh, Tim Kalashaw with uh, the Cowboys offseason situations that I guess is a polite way of putting it. 
You have uh, Dak Prescott, another surgery, uh, the future with Amari Cooper, even Zeke Elliott. So uh, we'll check in with Kalashaw coming up a little bit. John in Washington leads us off this hour. Hi, John. Hi. Hi. I have a hypothetical situation involving the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. If the NFL told them to release Russell Wilson as an unrestricted free agent, they could either get Brady or Rodgers. Who do you think they would take and why? Um, I try not to deal in hypotheticals like that. Like it, it's, it's not possible that it's going to happen. So I'd have, I'd have no idea. I mean, if I'm Seattle... You know, I could get Aaron Rodgers, then yeah. But I, if I'm if I'm you, I'd just prepare for nothing to happen. Because normally that's what happens, nothing. If Russ wants out, it's one thing. Are they going to find somebody, a, a suitable trade partner? And what do you get in return? If Russ goes to another team, is he going to want $45 million a year? I'm going to assume that. And like, There's a lot of moving parts with this. You know, Aaron Rodgers, two years, $100 million, if that's the going price for him. Uh, Deshaun Watson will be on another team, it feels like. But I don't know how long he's suspended. Let's say everything is, and according to his lawyer, Rusty Harden, everything's going to be finalized by April 1st. Now, let's, let's assume there's no criminal charges with Deshaun Watson. But if I'm the commissioner... How long do I suspend him for? And and what am I suspending him? Am I is this conduct detrimental? He did miss an entire season. I don't know if the commissioner factors that in. I don't know if it's half the season, if it's four games, but you got to factor that in for a team that's going to trade for Deshaun Watson. And what is he worth? That's why I thought that they would somehow try to trade him and maybe you don't get dollar for dollar. But, but you move on from Deshaun Watson. And Davis Mills might be able to play. Like, if you watched him in the latter part of the season, he made some big-time plays. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback, but you've got another year. You're not winning anything anytime soon. Move on from Deshaun Watson. Start to rebuild your team. More phone calls coming up. We'll take a break. Tim Callishaw set to join us on loan from Dallas Morning News and Around the Horn. We'll uh, stay with the poll question for hour two, Seton. Yes, sir. Okay. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, M Drive, you can hear it in my voice. In fact, sometimes Fritzy says, hey, stop yelling. And I go, I'm not yelling. You're very enthusiastic. You're full of energy. It makes me feel just something less. I know. You're the opposite. Though. I really am. Oh. Yeah, I need you to be excited, energetic. I'm, I'm like M neutral and uh, reverse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. You come hopping in and skipping along. I'm melancholy. <laughs> Big part of my day is M Drive Start. You start your day. A daily dose of protein and nutrition helps me stay on top of my game. Packed with seven clinically tested ingredients, six premium proteins, boost energy, strength, reduces stress, so you can keep up with the younger Danettes. Find it at mdrivedan.com. Get it delivered right to your door. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. Time to focus on your health and keep up with your busy days. Try M-Drive Start, energy, strength, drive you need to get more done every single day. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I was talking to a source yesterday. He said that uh, looks like the NFL Combine will be in Los Angeles next year. He also said, keep an eye on Sauce Gardner being a top 10 pick. Sauce Gardner, a defensive back out of Cincinnati. I just love the name. Sauce Gardner. Yeah, Paul. When you name your kid Sauce, they're destined for an athletic career. Well, that might be his nickname. Oh. Yeah. I don't get it. It might be like Tom Sauce Gardner. What if it's not? What if they named him Sauce? Sauce. Uh, It's Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Okay. Yeah, add a little sauce to it. Yeah, there's a couple of defensive players for Cincinnati. Going to be selected pretty high. But Sauce Gardner, according to my source, going to go top 10. Tim Callishaw, he's got sources because he's a journalist, Dallas Morning News columnist, and, of course, the star of Around the Horn. You want to get in on this um, over-under first quarterback selected at 13 and a half. So, oh, my goodness. Okay, so uh, Paulie has the under. He says that a quarterback will be selected in the first 13 picks, and he has faith in a GM making a mistake. Where do you stand? I mean, Yeah, I mean, you think normally, even though there's only a couple that have a shot at the first round, I think somebody is going to convince themselves, yeah, we know more about, you know, Kenny Pickett or whoever than than others, and he's our guy. I can't imagine. 13 is a long way to go. I take the under. I take the under. Do you uh, did you have a quarterback you fell in love with and he turned out to be a bust? I was I was I was pretty big. Excuse me, I was pretty big on the Drew Henson bandwagon, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to say that that. How did that, that work out? How did that really, work out, Tim? <laughs> that bandwagon lasted for one half of the Bears Thanksgiving game, and and Bill Parcells uh, took the keys out of the ignition. And he was never seen again. See, that's why when uh, you hear you hear about these mock drafts, Tim, and you know they everybody missed on Tom Brady. Yes, everybody. Right. So and, and that's yeah. I mean, nobody knows. They they make so many mistakes at quarterback. You see the guys. I mean, I was a big Josh Rosen guy. Everybody was Gil Brandt, Troy Aikman. They were all big Josh Rosen guys. He's been on what four teams now. I mean, he just travels from team to team. Um, it's it's hard. I don't I don't know why quarterbacks are so hard. Uh, we had people back in my radio days uh, when the when Dak Prescott's draft, two or three prominent people saying Dak Prescott is you know there's I wouldn't even take him in the fourth round, and then he did what he did. So it's it's just it's just weird. Yeah, and and I always wonder the degree of difficulty of making it as a quarterback in the NFL, but making it as a Cowboy quarterback, because there's so much more that goes along with that territory. And here you have Tony Romo, and you have Dak Prescott. These weren't highly thought of quarterbacks, but they did did succeed, or they have succeeded. And, you know, being there with Jerry Jones, the pressure of trying to win another Super Bowl – um, you know, that yeah. that adds to the degree of difficulty. There's no other place uh, in the NFL where you have that. I don't think so. And, and, I, and I think it's it's not just because it's uh, this massive America's team franchise, but it's exacerbated by the 26 years without an 
NFC Championship game. It has been a long time since this team has done anything worth really worth mentioning. And so every quarterback, are you going to be the guy? Now Dak's got his contract. Is he going to be the guy? Are they going to do it this year? The opportunity seems to be there, but but who knows? Yeah, I wonder about that. Uh, if you start to look at the injuries they pile up, and here's Dak with non-throwing shoulder, and I know it's minor yeah. surgery, but it's another surgery. He went forever. He went through Mississippi State with really one minor injury, and he played four years, so he played a long time. He's not one of these guys who played a year or two in college. He played a long time, no injuries, five years in Dallas, no injuries, and then uh, season six, you know, you know, breaks, breaks the ankle, has this shoulder injury in camp, throwing shoulder, has a non-throwing shoulder surgery now, and you're saying, so, well, my gosh, he's, he's, he's brittle. He's falling apart right in front of our eyes. I mean, I don't think that's happening, but I think players get a little nervous when, when they've gone that long without anything, and all of a sudden stuff starts piling up a little bit. And we always wonder about this. When a quarterback gets paid, that means somebody else doesn't get paid. And you start right. to look at the Cowboys now. I don't know if this is going to cost them Amari Cooper. I don't know. Do you stay with Zeke Elliott? Um, what are some of the moves that you can see for a team that's over the salary cap? Well, the two that are getting talked about and that Stephen Jones sort of addressed and that I'm writing about for your Sunday paper, which I hope you'll, I hope you'll buy. Of course, I have a subscription, uh, yes. I, yeah, that's why they asked me to send me my column early this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, are Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. They're the ones that they can get out of the contract. Amari, they save, I think, $16 million against Camp. But, but these are two of their better players. I know. Why are they talking about doing this at a time when Tom Brady just retired? Aaron Rodgers might be leaving Green Bay. The Rams are going to have all kinds of issues moving forward with their roster. The Cowboys are 12-5. and five. Why are they – they always want to back up the truck. They always want to be cautious now. They did this after Dak and Zeke's rookie year. Oh, we're 13-3. and three. Let's, let's get rid of the entire secondary and start over there. I mean, so I, I don't know. They could get – I think it's foolish to get rid of either one of them. You can move money around with some contracts – and 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 without just you know crippling your future that but they become this very frugal spending team not taking risks and that's not how they not how they started not how they won their last championship many many moons ago and you start to look at that division i mean you just mentioned all the reasons why it's the cowboys turn it's their time it should be if you start to handicap the nfc and, you know, you go back to that home loss, you know, you start the playoffs. I mean, you just wonder if. Uh, I, I, you know, I think the Eagles are coming. And then if they do things right, they'll, they'll be there quickly. They make three picks before the Cowboys make their first pick. If a couple of those guys are playing as rookies, if, if, if Hurts and, and, you know, Devontae Smith and some of their offensive players are, are moving forward. I don't know that Dallas is much ahead of them. I don't know about the commanders and who is going to be their quarterback. They, they, but the, there's some people out there. And if they, I, I still don't know why exactly why Washington's defense went from great the year before to God awful. Yeah. Uh, but I would think with Chase Young back and others back, they could, they could pick it back up. 
But you're right. Dallas has a year here. They're still better than all those teams for at least another year with their roster. Do something with that. Capitalize on that. Don't start worrying about 2024. And, and that's what they tend to do. He's Tim Kalashan, Dallas Morning News columnist, ESPN Around the Horn contributor. How much in advance do you get the topics for Around the Horn? You know, those are right off the top of our head, sir. You know, we don't hear that. <laughs> Privy to any topics. Um, there might be an email that goes out, uh, and there might be a conference call at 9.30 Central Time on show days that some of the people show up for. <laughs> and uh, even I show up for it occasionally. So, yes, and, and we sometimes will say, yeah, we don't like this one as much. We like that one, and things get moved around a little bit. In general, uh, uh, the great Aaron Solomon and Josh Bard mostly have that show, with a little help from Tony, have that show laid out when, when, we, when we hit the hit the floor in the morning. Have you ever gotten legitimately mad or people have gotten legitimately mad at one another on Around the Horn? Well, there was one person who used to get legitimately mad a lot. Oh, Jay Mariotti. I, I didn't say any names. I'm just saying that. There was one person who used to get mad a lot who isn't on the program. Um, you do in a little way. You do, and then you, and then you back off. You go, what am I doing? Like, you know, I didn't get enough points for that. So I'm not going to go down. So I have to just sit here instead of talking some more. And we're all getting paid the same. So you're not going to get too mad. You, you, there's occasionally you think you throw out a good line and the host has somebody in his ear and he's not really listening to you. It's like, Tony, how did you miss that? I'm giving you quality good fellas lines here and you're, you're not even paying attention. But for the most part, um, it's a pretty likable, amiable group at this point. But if there was a fight, I could, who's coming out? Who's coming out of the octagon? Who's coming out? Sarah Spain. Ooh. I think Sarah Spain might be able to take you. It's, I don't have any doubt about this. <laughs> I am going to be, uh, you know, doing the rope dope there. Um, it's going to be Sarah, and it, uh, it might, the other one might be, uh, might be a surprise. It might be, uh, might be Sedano. How about that? Oh, okay. How about Sedano? Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be me, Woody, or Plasty, or Bob. I think. We're past, not past our prime or anything, just past the fighting stage. No, 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 you're right. You're past your prime. Yeah, no. <laughs> if I was, why would I be the featured Tim on this show? No, Tim no. Legler, the warm-up act. <laughs> he did an hour ago. Who's had a better career, you or Tim Legler? Um, why am I hesitating? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way. Uh, let's see. He can go out there and make like 98 out of 100 free throws when he wakes up. That's that's impressive. And I know he can do that. Uh, I guess Legler has has just a slight edge. But but, you know, there, there's others that would disagree with that. Keep your head up. OK, I'm going to try. How, how are my Mavericks, by the way, since you guys uh, ship Christoph Porzingis out of town? Mentioned the good team in town. Uh, Luke has been on fire. Uh, which is not new, but kind of a new level of fire. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see 
can they win? They haven't won a playoff game, as you may know, since 2011, since they beat the Heat for the title. Most teams don't follow up a championship by not winning a playoff series for 10 years. And they have done that. So there is a bit of an urgency to, okay, can you beat Utah? Can you beat Memphis? Um, and I don't know. They, they have a different kind of team now without, you know, without Porzingis. And they got a lot of point guards. And they're going to run a lot of point guards at you. And they do play defense. They, they play some very good defense in stretches. And that will be interesting to see in the playoffs. Yeah, watching Luka against LeBron the other night, and Luka was inviting LeBron to guard him. He wanted Didn't you watch that game thinking Luka, whatever he wants to, is going to get the Mavericks back under control of this game? Yes. Yeah. Like the Lakers made this run, and okay, they're back in the game. Okay, they got a lead. But you just kind of feel like, okay, Luka is going to do whatever he wants against the Lakers. And LeBron doesn't have the support to be able to do everything he wants to do against anybody. But you, I, I wonder about that. Luca got fat shamed or condition shamed uh, to start yeah. this year. Uh, how did that play lo- locally? And, and I think he's addressed it. That finally addressed it. Yeah, like, I, yeah, you know, I think it kind of helped me. And I think he, I think he, he certainly took it publicly the right way. And and well, privately, he he did get in better shape. But he seemed to acknowledge he wasn't in as good a shape as he should have been uh, at the start of the year after. Olympic stuff and other stuff in the offseason. But, I mean, he's in his best shape now, and he's really – it's really not – I mean, he just – people – I don't think people get that he just turned 23 and how few players do that much. Three All-Star games and all the different things he's done before turning 23. When are you on Around the Horn again? Uh, Danny, I've done my two shows this week. I did not collect the victory. Uh, did not even make a showdown, I don't believe. Wow. So we're going to regroup over the weekend. Um, I'm eligible for shows Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm going to, for the first time in 20 years, I'm going to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. I'm going to go see a little Big 12 hoops, see some of those fine teams, Baylor and Tech and Kansas, Texas, even TCU beating top 10 teams. So it'll be Monday or Tuesday. All right. Well, you know, I'm always rooting for you whenever you're on. I appreciate the the text messages after the victories, the flowers. Yeah. They're always welcome. Thank you, Tim. Call me Sauce. Sauce. Sauce Kalashaw. That's Tim Kalashaw, Dallas Morning News columnist, ESPN Around the Horn contributor. Sauce. Uh, A couple of phone calls here. Andrew in Washington. Andrew, thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Hey, good morning, guys. Five six one seventy six. And uh, just a side note: I'm the caller that has the uh, QB draft uh, bet with Polly. Um, so April twenty eighth is the first round. So we will be figuring out how that goes. Okay. Um, real quick, two things. I don't know if you noticed there was a Trent Dilfer commentary moment last night in the Philadelphia seventy sixers game. Doc Rivers did a fourth-quarter on-court interview, and uh, on the mothership, he was kind of asked a question about how his team got in if they flipped a switch. And he says, well, you've got to play basketball to win in the NBA. Okay. So I thought that was pretty good for Doc. Okay. Um, my other thing, because you watch G League, I got a G League Nick Sauce 
Stauskas update. Okay. Um, he did score 43 points in his next game after the franchise record of 57 points. That's a combined 100 points over back-to-back games, which is the first time in G League history, and he did it on the anniversary, the 60th anniversary of Wilt's 100-point game. That's good. Thank you, Andrew. I should have watched. See, I didn't expect to stay on Nick Stauskas' G League performance, but he was so great starting the game, and I thought, oh, Stauskas is playing in the G League. Next thing I know, he's got 38 points in the first half, and I'm watching a G League game. Probably the only person in America, not there in attendance, who was watching a, that G League game. And then uh, I didn't know he put up 43. Yeah, Paul. What squad is he on? The Greensboro Swarm? The Fort Wayne Mad Ants? I think he's uh, Grand Rapids. Oh, the Grand Rapids Gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not the, uh, not the Stockton Kings or the uh, Maine Celtics. I think you're being snarky there with the G League. I'm giving out some names. The yeah. Capital City Go-Go or the Agua Caliente Clippers. Uh, Christian in Texas. Hey, Christian, what's on your mind today? Hi, Dan. Um, so I'm an LPC therapist and our licensed professional counselor, and I was listening to Legler's uh, take on Ben Simmons, and I completely agree. Um, you know, when I watched him play, his his central nervous system is out of out of alignment, and he's pretty much got... Wait, how do you he, know that just viewing? You can... Well, you can see it when, uh, you know, he's in practice, he can shoot it. But when he gets into the game, you can see that he he's hesitant to do that. And so, you know, when I look at athletes that I work with, you know, we, we call that, as you know, the, the yips, but it's really called lost movement syndrome. So, you know, there's something with um, – there's something with, you know, the perceived part of being in a game that's activating his fight, flight, or freeze response – and, you know, if I was doing an intake history on him, he would probably look at, you know, events that's happened to him in the past, whether it's a car accident, a breakup, or even something in a game. They even happened maybe at, you know, 10 years ago or college or, or high school. And so, you know, there are techniques that could be used to help him, to help uh, reduce that fight, flight, or freeze response. And I believe that he can, he can shoot and do pretty well with it. Uh, but Legler was pretty spot on with that. Yeah, we're going to play those. And thank you, Christian, for calling in. We're going to play those comments Tim Legler had on Ben Simmons that I thought were really insightful. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Dan, I just looked up LMS's lost move syndrome. It's a psychological condition where athletes find themselves unable to perform skills that they're automatic to them previously. They said it can either be mental completely or it can be physical than mental, like you have an injury that caused you to lose confidence, and then you lose confidence in something that was easy. Well, Carson Wentz lost confidence when he got hurt. Charles Barkley couldn't he, he, he couldn't process his golf swing, and he got into a position, and then he couldn't bring the club down. And I'd played with Charles one time. Charles shot a seventy nine, and he looked like he was a you know a good golfer. And so when I, I mean, it really, it broke my heart because I know he loves golf so much and I could see him that he still wanted to play, but, you know, mentally he couldn't get the club down to the ball. On the driving range, he could. He gets out on the course and he couldn't do it. You know, you see players who are able to, that are great in practice, great in warmups, great, great on the range. And then they get out there and then they start to think. And athletes shouldn't think when they're in the moment. They should have already thought when they practice to get in the moment and they don't have to think. We'll come back after this.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tim Legler of the Mothership joined us first hour. Going to bring back two of his comments. He commented on Ben Simmons and really the mental aspect or hurdles that he's facing going into Brooklyn. And he also talked about the Lakers and their body language and how terrible it is. And you could see this. Uh, you could see this against the Mavericks. So I'll bring those comments back. That'll be coming up. The spring swing is upon us for the next five weeks. NBC and Peacock, the place you'll want to be for the PGA Tour. In Orlando, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, presented by MasterCard, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. To get started, go to PeacockTV.com. Joe in Iowa, or Joe in uh, L.A. joins us. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining us. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan. A long time. Listener, 58150. Thank you. Hey, as a longtime listener, I used to really enjoy your guest hosts, and uh, you haven't had one in a while. Uh, how about a suggestion for a poll question? Best guest host in the Dan Patrick Show history, and uh, hmm. I like to put in my vote. I like to put in my vote for uh, Bonnie Bernstein. Bonnie Bernstein. Okay. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, guest hosts here. Uh, Chris Mannix. Um, yeah, Paulie. Ross Tucker appears to be yeah. a one seed in this category. Yeah. Very popular. Yeah, I like Ross Tucker. Yeah, uh, yeah we've reached out to a few people. We, in the old days, we tried out some people, and it was very interesting to see when people who had never hosted or kind of hosted sports radio before. Yeah. Their, their look on their face when they started the show and the look on their face when they ended the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shell shock. Well, you get this feeling. Everybody goes, oh, I could do it. All you do is talk. And then they get in here, and then they go the first 15 minutes, and then they have nothing else to say. They're spent. And, you know, I tell this, I've told this to people who want to do this for a living, even people who do this for a living. You know, you have to have a pace to it. And I chose to have more voices here. And, and that's why, you know, I give a lot of credit, you know, Colin Cowherd or Jim Rome. Uh, you know, those are, those are solo artists. That's their style. And good for them. But the style that I have that I want is I like having, you know, almost like a studio audience where my guys are responding to me. And, and it's based on Howard Stern, what Howard does with, you know, his backroom guys. Uh, it's more enjoyable. I don't want to hear my voice all the time. And having other voices in here and we couple in, you know, throw in some interviews here. You know, that, that's what makes it fun for me. And really... If we're having fun, hopefully you're having fun when you listen. If you're entertained by us. I mean, that's what it's all about. And look, Jim Rome does how he wants to, or Dan Levitard, or Colin. Some of these other guys have been doing it a long time. You know, credit to them for what they do. But I want to do it how I'm, you know, I set this up, well, you know, almost 15 years ago when I left ESPN. Uh, Paulie had an issue yesterday. 
he uh, ordered pizza. Pizza came and uh, looked like uh, a spill. It looked like a volcano, uh, sort of the center of a volcano with some of the lava dripping out of it. Yeah, Paul. My wife opened up the pizza box from the local delivery place. It does a fine job. And the uh, one third of the pizza was slid over like it was too hot when they put it in the box. Mm. And the delivery guy, mm. you know, probably tilted a ch- uh, seat. And it was all off to the side, kind of off the pizza. Yeah. So the, the question was. If you're looking on Peacock right now, you can see Paulie's yeah. pizza. Still a gorgeous pizza. Yeah. Would you eat it and do nothing or call the pizza place and let them know what happened? Hopefully they would replace the pizza. Those are your two choices. I would eat it and not say anything. But if I did eat it, I would call them just to say, hey, just let you guys know you might have issues with, you know, pizzas that are delivered. Uh, this is what happened to mine. Love the pizza. Uh, you know, want to order, continue to order. I just want you guys to know this is what it looked like. Yes. Yeah, and most likely the pizza place then in return would give you a coupon for a free pizza Maybe. or reimburse you. Maybe. What if you called Dan and said, hey, I just want to give you guys a heads up. The pizza slid over. It was best. We're good. We fixed it and we're eating it. What if they said, hey, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Click. What if they didn't offer you something? Would that make you salty? Are you calling to get something? I, I think so. Okay. Well, well that, I, of course you are, because you, know, you don't want to get anybody fired or anything like that. No, 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 no. You, but you're giving the, the business a heads up. Yeah, I think it, but I think it, the average person that calls in that situation is doing more than the heads up. I think it's, a, you know, I'm a regular customer. I enjoy your pizza and everything. Just wanted to let you know part of the pizza kind of slid off. It was kind of messy. And you would hope the right PR thing to do would be to, you know, we'll make it up to you uh, next to ask for Brian slow, next slow, time. Or we'll slow, send you an email for a Slow free down. Pizza. Slow down. When it comes to pizza, I get very excited. I know, but just. This is your wheelhouse here. <laughs> so. the, the right thing to do would be for them to somehow make it up to you, whether a free dessert or whatever, or a free, just a free pizza is not going to kill them next time around. Yes, Paulie. I have a neighbor who had a similar incident happen to him, but they put the wrong toppings on his pizza. So that's one where you call and ask for a replacement, correct? Because it's completely the yeah, wrong topping. Yeah. I don't want to wait 45 minutes for another pizza. Right. But this guy ordered like, uh, let's say he ordered sausage, cheese, and mushroom. And yeah. he ordered, they gave him pineapple and ham. It was yeah. completely wrong. Ooh. He called and asked for a replacement. They drove the replacement pizza out to his place, and they handed it to him. Then the delivery driver goes, can I get the other one back, please? <laughs> and the guy goes, what do you got to do with it? He goes, well, you said you want it replaced. Would you I'll, I'll keep the pizza that was mistaken? Is that assumed? God, I don't know. I, this is way too much thought. You don't give it back, and he certainly shouldn't be asking for it back. What is it? He's going to eat it, or he's going to try to resell it. You keep the pizza, you pluck the pineapple ham off, and you got two pizzas for the price of one. Thank you, Tom. Back to you. Okay. <laughs> well, let's keep an eye on that story here. Final hour coming up on this Thursday. One more item, hour two, we close it out. We got a package from Panini America. Everybody likes to gather around when we get them because we got the uh, basketball cards there. Cade Cunningham is on the cover of uh, these. He's one of the hot rookies, the Detroit Pistons guard. Panini Trading Cards, the exclusive trading card partner of the NBA. And Panini America uses all the iconic brands. They deliver instant classic trading cards to the most popular players. There's autograph cards, memorabilia cards. There's rare inserts, something for everyone in Panini America packs. And it's more than just the NBA. Panini is the exclusive home for NFL UFC, NASCAR, collegiate trading cards, collect all your favorite NBA players and top-selling rookie cards like Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley of my Cavs, Panini, exclusive athletes like John Morant, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Anthony Edwards, and only from Panini Authentic. That's PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.